Jen, Gabe, and Chewy on ESPN Milwaukee. No Chewy today. He has started his 4th of July holiday a little early, as the big guy is wont to do. But we've been talking about the Big Ten entering the chat all morning long. If there was any question about the conference that wants to go toe-to-toe with the SEC for college football domination, it is your Big Ten. And joining us now on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy is the face of college football for ESPN, or at least one of the faces, because I know he'll he'll defer that attention. The steward of college game day, our friend Reese Davis. Reese, i got to be honest, it makes me very nervous when my worlds collide like this, where my colleagues from ESPN hear things like, I'm a heads gal, in the promo leading in to our segment. So I'm red in the face right now, but that's all right. I don't want to overcomplicate things here, Reese. Let's start with this. Is this good for college football? That's a tough question, Jen, because it, de- it depends on defining good, and I know how political that sounds. So let me put it this way. From a traditional standpoint, and some of the things that, uh, that have made college football wildly popular over generations, uh, that part is gone, and from that standpoint, that is a cost and probably not good by that definition. But because the sport has to continue to evolve and grow. It has to come to the realization that it is and has been for quite some time professional sports. It's a big business, professional enterprise, and survival and being competitive in the marketplace and doing what is best for your brand and your business, it it is necessary. It is good because it should if they – you know, if the Big Ten and the SEC, assuming that it also expands further past Texas and Oklahoma, if they'll play enough conference games, then it gives you a lot of television inventory. It creates some, you know, some new matchups on a regular basis that were uh, novelties that that can be good. But it also, if you see SC and Michigan every year, then there's not really anything, uh, you know, extra special about seeing SC in Michigan. Um, that might be a bad example because with those two brands, that's always a big deal. But uh, I think you get what I'm saying. I think it was necessary from a business standpoint, given the current landscape, or if not necessary, advantageous. But we shouldn't pretend that it doesn't cost us anything. It costs us a lot in terms of <clears throat> uh, the geographical pride, conference bragging, um, you know, sort of the intangible things as opposed to the business aspects and just some of the tradition and history that people like to just scoff at and pretend it doesn't matter. It does matter. It, 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 it's a cost, but it might be a cost that we've reached a point that it's necessary to pay. So it took about a year for the Big Ten to counterpunch with Oklahoma, Texas going to the SEC by gobbling up USC and UCLA. Is it going to take another year for another counterpunch, or are we going to see potentially this summer, Reese, where the SEC and Big Ten continue to try to gobble up teams from other conferences? Well, I think, I think that's what you're going to see, unless uh, you know, the, real, the huge domino in this is Notre Dame, as everyone knows it always is, that they're the only, thing, uh, they're the only entity, I think, that can really save the ACC, um, because... Uh, the grant of rights thing, and I don't want to get too technical or legalese, but basically all of the media rights that the uh, schools in, in the ACC have are committed through 2036, meaning that even if Clemson and uh, North Carolina paid the exit fee, they would still pay their media money to the Atlantic Coast Conference if it exists. So, <clears throat> you know, and I know that sounds alarming, but 
I do think that the ACC is in peril right now because the logical step for the SEC is to convince. They don't have to come. They, by the way, they won't have to convince Clemson to come. You know, so uh, you know, Clemson, uh, Miami, I guess potentially Florida State. But North Carolina could go to either place, and North Carolina overall is probably the most valuable asset of those, although the Clemson football empire, um, you, you could arguably make that first. But I think that you're going to see some gobbling up, but probably the first two things to, to move, I would, I would think, would be Oregon and Washington, and you know what do they do? Do they, do they lock in with the Pac-12 and then maybe attract some of those Big 12 schools to try to salvage the Pac-12, or... Um, given their affiliation, do they move? Or does Utah, which is a AAU university now, um, do they move to the Big Ten? You know, those, those types of things I think I would keep an eye on. ESPN's Reese Davis joining Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning. Yeah, we were trying to brainstorm the next teams to join the fray. Essentially, if you do this 20-team super conference thing, Notre Dame, as you said, is the golden goose. It's what everybody wants. I guess they're golden domers if we're being being (laughs) accurate here. They're the golden domers. But, I mean, a Stanford, I even mentioned a Pitt. Now, I don't know if they want to expand in both directions or if they want to continue going west. If you were Kevin Warren, what would you do? Would you go out west and try to gobble up more of that real estate, or would you you kind of try to pick off teams that are sort of already in the Big Ten footprint? I, I would go for brands, Jen, because I think that's what they're looking at right now. They want to be attractive to uh, media partners. They already are, but they want to maximize their attractiveness. So I wouldn't worry. I mean, look, they've already thrown geography out the window. The only thing they haven't done is, you know, expand to Europe or Asia. You know, I mean, they're they're from Atlanta. Canadian football. Let's go up there and start stealing spots. I mean, mean, if they got good college football over in Germany, I'm sure Kevin Warren would love to expand. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, you know, I can't wait for that. Uh, I bet USC can't wait to play that new uh, big new kickoff game. Uh, uh, Rutgers, and you know, speaking as an ESPN guy, I hope they have a lot of uh, hope they have a lot of Rutgers and uh, um, I don't know games. That <laughs> Maryland, but, and but we, anyway, we uh, have... I, I I really I immediately as soon as I said that, Jen, see your bad influence. I immediately wanted to put that back in my mouth. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I was yes, like, don't it, say it's that. infectious. It's infectious. Yeah, I come, know. Come I'm sorry, Reese. Come back to me. Don't say that. Uh, but. No, I think um, I, I would worry more about brands or be more uh, attracted by brands, and that's what I think makes Oregon attractive. Uh, Washington is a good partner with them, though they've been down. You know, um, I, look, I roll my eyes, openly roll my eyes and scoff in the general direction at all of this you know, nonsense about whether well, they're a member of the American Association of Universities. That's just nonsense. I mean, it's a nice thing if you've got it. It makes the it makes the you know the uh, I'll say a nice word. It, it makes the academic types feel better about themselves. You know, when they when they add those schools. But this is about product and brand placement and um, being attractive to your media partners and putting really good product out there for your media partners. And to me, that would be Oregon, Washington. It would certainly be Notre Dame and it would be North Carolina. But I think, you know, the SEC is not dumb and you know, they probably would look at Carolina, look at Clemson, you know, look at Miami, uh, look at Florida state um, to a lesser degree. I don't really think Florida state carries the brand significance that Clemson and North Carolina do right now. And the same could be said for, for Miami too. 
but those would be those would be places I think the SEC would look, and I do think that we are on a collision course with two super conferences. Uh, how many teams are in those? Is it you know, 20 apiece? Is it 22 apiece? But the thing I start laughing is I look at all these models and all these ideas, and they start breaking down the divisions. And I go, oh, you mean that Big Ten division is really just a Pac-12? So, I mean, you've got to be careful about that. If you break those down and you play those, you get the conferences so big that you have a, you know, a six-team uh, division, for instance, and it's all former Pac-12 teams, but they've got a B1G label on them. Uh, what have you really done? You've taken half your schedule, and it's just a Pac-12. So, you know, I think you've got to be really uh, open-minded about how you schedule, and you need more USC, um, Ohio State, and less, or not less, but you don't need to oversaturate if you say bring in. Uh, three more Pac-12 teams and put them all in the same division. You know, USC and Utah, you already have that. So, you know, you have to, you have to create something new and have a lot more cross-pollination with these new teams. Same, you know, same if the SEC uh, grabs teams. The SEC is a little different because they're only taking two right now, and if they took two more, it would more likely be from the ACC. But I think, you know, if the, if the Big Ten expands further into the Pac-12, if they take Washington, Oregon, if they take Utah – you know, I guess, and even Colorado, you know, or some somebody like that, you have to be careful that you don't just create a division where you basically just have Pac-12 games again. Reese, what does this mean for Wisconsin? Is it going to be tougher for them in their fight for relevance in in terms of a college football playoff berth? You know, I don't really, I don't think so. I mean, I'd have to look at the hometowns of the roster of uh, Wisconsin. I don't, I, I'm sure they have some kids from the West Coast, but I don't, I don't have that in my mind as they're recruiting geographical footprint, and they seem to be doing just fine as it is. Um, you know, and it might actually open some doors for them, more doors uh, in terms of recruiting the West Coast. You guys correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but you know, I I think that where they've really flourished is obviously getting you know the old Alvarez method. They've gotten an alignment from the Midwest. They've gone to Florida in the case of Jonathan Taylor to New Jersey. You know, they found gems on the East Coast, you know, guys who can really run. So I don't think it, it hurts them that much. I think they've, they've proven they can. I mean, I don't think they're scared of UCLA, and they've proven they're, you know, they're not afraid of uh, USC. So I don't really think it hampers Wisconsin at all. The great thing about Wisconsin is that they have an identity and they stick to it. Now, they'd like to enhance it. You know, they'd like to take that next step into the college football playoff, play for a national championship. But, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of programs that would love to be looking for that last step, as Wisconsin is, as opposed to looking for the building block. Ohio, Ohio State is still Wisconsin's biggest problem, you know, in getting out of the Big Ten. You know, all due respect to Michigan and the other good, good teams in the league, Ohio State is still the standard in the, in the Big Ten, and that's, you know, and Wisconsin's been right there with them. Last thing for you, uh, Reese, um, and I said the word Chris because I was thinking of your son. I know this weekend that you are going to watch your son play baseball. He famously played at Duke. And I know that we focus on football an awful lot, but it does feel like some of these other sports, some of these uh, non-revenue sports, for lack of a better term, may be affected adversely by the logistics. And we just talked about, you know, the West Coast, East Coast type of thing. Do you see that being addressed or do you think it is just a casualty of this brave new world we're entering? 
the initial thing is it's a casualty of the brave new world. But long term, I was thinking about this a lot yesterday, Jen. I think that college football will soon be, and I don't know what soon means. Does it mean five years? Does it mean the expiration of the CFP contract? But I think it will soon be its own entity. It will operate as its own enterprise and business. And when that happens, um, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say, I mean, look, if SC and UCLA can go to the Big Ten, anything's possible, right? I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that you could be in the Big Ten for football only and then have something that's a little more geographically feasible for your for your other sports. Now, where basketball falls in that, maybe basketball becomes its own entity at some point. Men's basketball, I mean, um, you know, maybe. But certainly the, the baseball, uh, track and field, different things, uh, golf, things of that nature, I, I wouldn't be surprised at some point in the not-too-distant future to see those governed by an NCAA-like structure and football operating under its own set of guidelines uh, collective bargaining with uh, with the players, maybe not in a union way, but I talked with a lawyer yesterday, uh, my buddy Rod Gilmore. I said, how can they collective, collectively bargain without going full union, full employee, which I'm not sure the universities are really set up to do well. And he, he said it's easily done through, you know, it'd be like a trade association. Um, and that might be the way to collectively bargain, get the players' best interest in there, revenue share from the media deals, revenue share from the college football playoff money, and operate under your own set of guidelines. And the other sports would operate differently, which would mean they would be free to, um, you know, join with other uh, more geographically suitable partners to cut down on uh, time spent away, uh, travel cost, all of those types of things. That's a very long answer to a very simple question, but I, I think that um, I think initially it's just a casualty of it. But I think there could come a point if football is operating uh, as its own behemoth uh, without regard for anything else. Then maybe you look at other ways to accommodate those sports in, in the best way possible. He's Reese Davis from ESPN's College Game Day. The adapt or die world. It does feel, Reese, like everything is on the table. Everything's negotiable. Make me an offer. That's where we are now in college football. Have a great weekend. I will. Can I correct one thing? You were right at the very beginning when you said the face of college football. And then when yes! you said one up, the face. Yes! Said, you know. There it is! <laughs> <laughs> Happy Fourth of July, Reese. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. I appreciate him saying that. He is the face of college football.